LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show, we have Taylor Gaines, social gains. She's a risk user and conversation starter. She believes she successful marketers today. important to understand what's possible and what makes sense in the bottom line. So, so first marketing, first D, D companies time, money, and resources by helping them by helping them adopt technologies, technology, social is the marketing to aim now companies think about the market. Operating as a collective of interdisciplinary internationals, social gains help clients the complex layers of the digital develop and deploy the ten strategies that drive results. Drive. Sit back, sex, and enjoy this edition gains. So today we're sitting down with Taylor Gaines of Social Gaines. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Uh, it's 80 degrees in Chicago, so I'm very excited. Uh, how can we complain? <laughs> it's sunny. It's nice. I've got shorts on or a dress, whatever. <laughs> so tell us what you do in one to two sentences. Ooh, how do I condense it? I take over the world. So that's what I do. I'm kidding. Um, I help brands or individuals, so personal brands or companies, um, Scale their presence and leverage the internet to drive business goals forward. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. That's perfect. I mean, I like it. Like that's kind of where we sit down, right? I reached out because we've been friends for a couple years. You're in the marketing space. You're helping businesses grow. Walk me through what it's like working with you. Someone comes to you and says, "I want to accomplish X, Y, Z for my brand." What are your first steps? What are your first thoughts of like how do you handle that? question or that comment most of the time nobody knows what they actually need so half the time people come to me and be like I want to do X and I'm usually like but why (laughs) and they're usually like why are we asking about the why I'm like well is it what you want or what you need and I'm very clear with people on the things that actually work versus the things that they think might work Mm -hmm. but don't actually add value Um, A a great example of this, there's a tactic we run all the time for companies uh, called engagement pods. It's a pretty common tactic, a lot of people know what it is, or if you don't know what it is, all it does is help you get organic growth on Instagram, it's like the modern growth hacking. However, I'm very clear that the tactic is positioned in building perceived value. It helps kick accounts off who don't have any growth. It helps get you um, the vanity that you need and Mm. social proof. But I'm very clear that it's not a revenue generating tactic. So half the time people will be like, I want to grow my audience. I'm like, cool. Are we looking at frivolous numbers and you just want the like ego boost? Or are we actually looking at driving dollars? Because those mean two different things. Right. And, and so I think a lot of people associate those to be the exact same thing. If I have like 87 likes, I'll make $87 this week. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope. <laughs> exactly. I think there's a disconnect between 
building vanity mm -hmm. versus actually building momentum for your company. Okay. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they think like, oh, I'm getting all this engagement, I'm getting all of these like impressions. And a lot of that could be fluff metrics, because mm -hmm. as I just said, like we use engagement pods all the time. That's all fluff. And so it doesn't actually mean anything in terms of the momentum you're building through the pipeline to actually grow your company. So I would say that's where like a lot of people get hung up is they are hyper-focused on metrics that don't really matter mm -hmm. or they don't have the understanding of what they actually mean. So they're not putting their attention in the right places. Cool. So I think that the point of our episode today is to help people um, you know, and listeners, right, who are in the fashion industry, models, designers, in the food industry, restaurant owners, people who want to be the next, like, shy foodie hashtag or whatever, <laughs> or fitness. You have, like, a business consulting, you know, fitness model, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. So just walk things through as if I was going to employ you as, like, a service, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I have this podcast, and I'm doing my fashion show in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. I come to you and I say, I have 2,000 followers on Instagram. Like all stuff in my girlfriends, like my posts every time, it's going great. Mm -hmm. But I haven't sold any tickets yet from engagement, etc. Mm -hmm. What can we do to boost, you know, maybe exposure or click-throughs, etc.? Mm -hmm. What is kind of like a strategy that we could work on together? Obviously, as an example for the episode, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it obviously would get very nuanced because my my initial reaction is, well, what does your sales pipeline look like? Do you have your sales infrastructure in order? Do you, I mean, do you even have a sales team? Nope. Are you using a CRM? Like, how are you going about the actual sales process? Mm -hmm. And then when I look at social media, what I look at is how are we leveraging social to fit into your sales process? Cool. Um, because just to take a few steps back, but it'll help kind of articulate, I think, yeah why it's a little more complex than people I think really understand mm -hmm. is if we were to create a Venn diagram, right? Of like three circles, okay. social really sits in the center of sales, marketing, and customer service. Cool. One could argue operations is kind of coupled within all that, yeah. um, but that's where social media is really positioned. And so what I usually find is companies will approach social media from either one of those three buckets, mm -hmm. not all three combined. Interesting. And that's where I think people need to shift their thinking just a bit. So when you talk about like, what can you do to grow my, grow my sales? Mm -hmm. My first question is like, well, what are the things you're doing now? Is it a messaging problem? Is it a execution problem? Is it a, you know, process problem? Or like, is, you know, or there's a lot of other things. Maybe the ticket's too, price too high yeah. and like you have a ton of traffic, but if nobody's converting, then I'm like, well, is it the price? Mm -hmm. Cause if there's a lot of interest, but nobody buys, then there's something else happening. Right. So that's where it's like, it gets a little deeper than just the face value of like, okay, cool. We got followers, we got engagement or we're getting traffic. It's like, but what's the story? What's the business story? And there's a thing, I think it's called like AB testing or something like that. Is that something you guys work with? AB you know? testing is just a very common okay. um, term. And all it means is like, you know, I'm testing apples to oranges. Okay. So let's say if this is a brand new event, the reality is you have no idea what's gonna work. Right. No idea. So <laughs> when, when anything's new, you, you have to start from a very focused and um, I would say that you have to come up with your hypotheses, right? Okay. You have an assumption, you have a gut like reaction of like, I think this thing's gonna work, but the reality is you have no idea. Yeah. And that's just how life is in general anyways. We have no idea. But if you have an A-B test and you're like, I'm going to test very clearly this thing versus that thing mm -hmm. and compare results, that helps you kind of gauge like, okay, we, un we can start to get those key learnings to mm -hmm. understand what actually is working versus what, what isn't working. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> I'll also 
clarify that yeah. with a true AV test, only change one variable. Yeah, yeah. I actually had to explain to a junior person once what an AV test was, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how to get any more clear that it's like variable A versus variable B. <laughs> so um, for anyone who doesn't know what an AV test is, and that's totally fine. A lot of this can be like new or intimidating, um, but if you're approaching it, change one thing, keep everything else constant, everything else the same, so you have a very clear comparison on like, if I made this single change, did it have any impact? Right. And that's really what an A-B test is supposed to do for you. Cool, and so when you're looking at if something is successful or not, what's your general kind of time frame for having enough tries at, or bites of the apple to make sure it was worth considering, like if it was positive or negative results? Yeah, again, it's a complicated question mm -hmm. just because there's so many variables in that. Okay. Um, it could be anything from like, did we have a big enough sample size okay. uh, cool. that we're testing? Did we have enough time to do an actual test? Uh, there's a lot of different things to kind of gauge it. Um, I would say kind of like standard rule of thumb, like for anything that I do, I try to give at least three months. Okay. Um, because in general, when it comes to social media or marketing in general, it's relationship building. Mm -hmm. And a relationship isn't built overnight. Right. So you can't be like, oh yeah, I said hi to you down the street and like, why didn't you buy my product? You know, <laughs> like, unless you're selling maybe cookies, which is like, you know, people might be like, oh, that smelled good and I bought a cookie, but like, that doesn't guarantee retention. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's like, I'd say give yourself enough time, mm -hmm. but also know when your cutoff is. Okay. Give yourself like that, you know, I'm gonna try these things, I'm gonna be very strategic about it, but I'm gonna tell myself like if I'm not seeing results in three months or I'm not seeing results by X date, mm -hmm. hold yourself accountable to that and then change it. Um, but I will say that like you can start to get key learnings much sooner than that. Okay. Um, but just be very targeted and very clear on like these are the things I'm testing, this is the outcome I'm trying to see. Um, and I would also add to that that measuring like how much energy you're putting into something because okay. like let's say you know for example you're like i'm giving myself three months mm -hmm. but you didn't do any promotion you posted maybe like one time yeah. and you're like i don't understand why i'm not seeing any results <laughs> and we're like well you put no effort in right yeah. but if you're like i put in a ton of effort and i was like doing all the things you know doubling down on time every single day and then you still don't see anything in three months that's a completely different story. Interesting. Okay. So I would also just, you know, to kind of like key takeaways, is right. just understand how much effort you're putting into something because that will also tell you like what was the outcome of that. Because if you put in no effort, you're going to get no outcome. If you put in some level of effort, you can anticipate you're going to get some level of outcome. The question you're really trying to ask is like how much of the outcome am I going to get? So you're measuring effort versus outcome is, is kind of the, okay. the so, simple way to put it. Yeah. So to the point about effort, right? So... If I was going to meet with you to potentially be my service provider for the situation, mm -hmm. what would you be looking for in me coming to the meeting, being prepared, that would make you happy? The, I just need your services, obviously doesn't cut it. That shows little effort, if, if any at all. What, what are you looking for in a potential client coming to the meeting saying, these are my plans, this is what I want, what can you help me with? What are kind of like some of those mm -hmm. takeaways that they should be prepared for if they're actually going to get a social media team, marketing team together, mm -hmm. help them grow their brand? I would say that like sometimes when people come to the table, mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not lack of effort yeah. that they don't know what they want or don't know what they need. It's lack of just education guidance or they're overwhelmed by it. Cool. So, so sometimes they come to the table and they're like, I have no idea. I need your help. Mm -hmm. 
and we just start the conversation with a discovery call. And I'm like, well, let's talk about like, where are you trying to go in your business? Mm -hmm. You know, tell me more about that and we'll get into the weeds a little more. And then we can kind of uncover like what might make the most sense. Um, and then everything comes down to budget. Right. So, you know, in the game of social, it's wrapped in tactics and time. Okay. So there's, you know, I could give you the small nuts and bolts, like do it yourself version, mm -hmm. or I could be like hands-free white glove. Like we've got all the resources. We'll take care of you. Cool. It kind of just comes down to like, what is your budget? Yeah. Um, because it's like anything, right? If you're going to buy a t-shirt, like you're not going to expect the same <laughs> price if you're going to like the Gap versus like Louis Vuitton. Exactly. So it's kind of the same thing. Like they'll both clothe you at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it's a t-shirt, but like the cost is going to be very different based on your expectation and like what you actually are looking to gain from it. Okay, cool. So then once we're kind of engaged, what does a process look like working with you? Um, let's say somewhere between white glove and you hand me the deck and I go for myself somewhere in between where there's obvious consistent interaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we do have a done with you package. Okay. Um, that's an offering that's quite attractive right now because a lot of people do want to understand it. They ultimately want to delegate it, but they feel more comfortable trying to learn it themselves okay. and, and get to know it yeah. before they feel totally confident and completely delegating it. Mm -hmm. So usually with the done with you package, we always start with operations. Cool. So that's where I get into like, do we have a brand style guide? Do we have a deck? Do we have, you know, what are your actual marketing technology systems we're using? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of social is much more technical than people I think realize, yeah. um, especially when we start getting into like conversational commerce mm -hmm. and all of that is baked into systems. Okay. So I get really into like, you know, how are we operating day to day? Do we have our processes? What resources do we have available? If any, even if it's an intern, that's a resource, right? Yeah. It's still like, you know, hands that can do stuff that mm -hmm. I don't have to hire another contractor to do. Right. So it's like, what are their skill sets? What are your skill sets? And looking more at like, what does that project plan look like so we can maximize, I would say maximize time and resources. Mm -hmm. And then from there, that's usually when then it moves into like, okay, the done with you model is usually when it starts to get into like, hey, I need your copywriter, I need your video editor, I need your other you know, resources just to help get it done. And that's usually when it's like, all right, you tell us what you want, we already know you, we got this. And like, all you pretty much have to do is be like, cool, content approved, check. Interesting, okay, cool. And so then, Kind of fast forwarding through that part, right? So not fast forward, but like assuming that that goes well. Mm -hmm. What does like the flow look like for social media branding month to month situation? Are you giving us like this is what we're gonna do? Am I just telling you go post this on like Wednesday at three o'clock? Like what's kind of like the interaction like? there yeah so the engagement starts we try to do a th uh, what was it two months out from okay. a production cycle um three if we can mm -hmm. and so from a brand perspective your identity doesn't change right it's the topics and more the timeliness that will change okay. but who you are as a brand doesn't change like you jp aren't gonna walk out of this room and be like i'm a whole new person <laughs> you're still jp right like so you know you are your brand mm -hmm. you are not gonna change right but you might walk out of this room and be like Today is sunny. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. And that's the timeliness that, that is where you kind of get into more of that rhythm of like, well, what is that thing that's coming up? And mm -hmm. a lot of things are predictable with seasonality. Like we know it's summer season. Yeah. There's things that are going to be talked about every single summer. Mm -hmm. When the holidays hit, 
we know things are going to be talked about every holiday season. Yeah. None of that is a surprise. <laughs> and so those are the things where you can predict that and you can create that forecast and you can get all that content produced well in advance, okay. which also then frees up your time for being a little more reactive. Mm -hmm. If something like goes viral and starts trending and you want to be a part of that, it frees up the content team's space to be able to react a bit more. Interesting. And so... How does the team react? That's a really interesting comment about something going viral. How does the team react to something going viral? So let's say something in the fashion world in Chicago is happening. Mm -hmm. How could I, or us as a team, jump on that train to improve our exposure in that regard? Mm -hmm. Like, am I just saying like, cool picture, bro? Like, and hope that people click on my bio and then go from there or like... I mean, yeah, that's one way to do it. Okay. Um, so I have a framework called the three C's. Okay. So in every operational track, you really want the three C's. You want your content track, your community track, and your conversion track, which cool. is why are we here? Yeah. So <laughs> that helps kind of align the first two. Um, so in the community track, and, and you know, of course, there's a lot of overlap between all these three, all yeah. these C's, but that's a good example of like where community kind of takes the lead on something that goes viral. Okay. So even though the content is the, is the meat of the thing that is creating the virality, mm -hmm. it's the community that comes in and says like, how do we put ourselves into this okay. so we can be seen as many times? And so that's where it gets into like, yeah, I mean, you could comment with like, hey, cool photo. Yeah. <laughs> we see it all the time, right? Um, I usually just remind my community managers and like, just be authentic. Yeah. You know, if you're typing it and it feels weird, it's probably weird. <laughs> if you're typing it and you're like, mm, this feels right, yeah. then like, it's fine. So I'm like, don't overthink it. Um, you will start to recognize certain patterns, like things you say all the time, right? It's like, how many times can I say hi, hello, or hey? Yeah. You know, it's like, they're not going to change, right? Yeah. But like, so there's certain things you can templatize and okay. be like, all right, we can have some level of canned responses. So you speed that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like even if you're typing it and it's a template, don't just use a template. Like yeah. edit the template. Templates are there for efficiency. It's yeah. not there to be like, here's your template, <laughs> copy, paste, go. Like that's not what they're for. Yeah, so like how do you, like oh, it's just, from the community standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. Can you kind of dive into that a little more? Like how like people build community, how they keep their community. Like for instance, one of my friends didn't post on social media for like, let's say like four months or something and mm -hmm. she lost like, 20% of her followers. Mm -hmm. That's not something I understand at all, but like I just remember her saying that. It's like... So I'll use this analogy, okay. I think, to support it. Um, have you ever had a large friend, friend group? Yeah. Have you ever just gone dark and not talked to your friend group for two months? I've never done that, but I understand that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you lost a couple friends because that. of that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same concept. Okay. So like, if you're not adding value to your network and you're not actively participating in the relationship, why would they participate in the relationship back. Makes sense. It's a relationship, right? It's yeah. a two-way street. If, if I'm giving you nothing, why should I expect something from you? Yeah. So that's really it. Cool. It's so just kind of like goes to show that, you know, for marketing and branding, it's not just about posting something once and hoping, cross your fingers, hoping for stuff. It's constant mm -hmm. engagement from your end as the brand. You have to show up. Okay. Um, another example I'd love to use is like going to a networking event. <laughs> if you show up to a networking event and you just stand in the corner with nothing to say, yeah. like why would people talk to you? <laughs> you know, like it's kind of the same thing. Like people show up on social media and they're like, I'm here guys. Like why is no one following me? I'm like, cause you're not doing anything. Like you're not participating. And so no one's going to be like, Oh, this person joined. Like, let me go give them all this love and attention. And like these things, it's just not how it works. And you know, and it's the, it's the same. Like if you show up to a networking event 
and you know, let's say you show up to like an IT conference for networking, but you're in fashion yeah. and you're gonna be like, none of this is relevant. <laughs> it's the same as like that too, you know? It's like, you're gonna find the groups and the things that are relevant and match you. You know, it's like, I feel like when people try to be like, oh, I'm gonna be in like all these different things, but they, it's not relevant. Yeah. Then people are like, why are you here? <laughs> Reminds me, I went to a networking event in town and it said no recruiters. And my buddy just put me on the list. And oh, so no. like I ripped off like the bottom part of my name tag. So people like, <laughs> like, why is your name like half missing? Because recruiter on it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna walk around. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, my bad. <laughs> But social is very much the same, you know, like if I clearly tell someone like, do not, I mean, of course, sell me yeah. cookies, but if, you know, this is the only example I can think of right now. Yeah. Like, but if I, if I show up and I'm like, don't sell me cookies and you come in there and you're like, hey, you want to like learn more about chocolate chip cookies? I'm like, no, no. I don't. <laughs> I mean, really, I do for the listeners out there. Yeah, like, right. Who does not love chocolate chip? Yeah. But I don't know why it's the only thing I can think of at the moment. So do you have any like uh, go-to tactics for social media posting or mentioning you have kind of videography team, etc. Mm-hmm. Obviously that scale is based on people's budgets, but are you, are there certain things out there that you're seeing that are more productive or getting higher engagements or is it just kind of being authentic is really the underlying? Authenticity will okay. win every single time. Okay, I'd say that secondary to that, it's um, about the channel and where the channel's focusing attention. Okay. Um, so we know like Instagram is focusing all their attention and driving people to watch reels. Like okay. that's no secret. So when you think about your content production plan, you have to think about like where is both the channel trying to drive attention? Because we know that Instagram's trying to compete with TikTok, right? Right. So it's like, they're obviously gonna favor that content format Mm -hmm. over everything else. I think when people start to get too hyper-focused on like, what time of day should I post and all these things, I'm like, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like we know where attention is being pushed to. Mm -hmm. So just focus on being there. Um, I think people start to obsess over stuff that like is going to overwhelm you and then get you in this trap of like the nothing gets done because they're like, well, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that and I'm not doing that. And I'm like, the reality is like, no one, no one's doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And for clarity's sake, what is the difference between a post, a story and a reel? (laughs) Great question. (laughs) Um, So a post is a thing that shows up on your post feed. Granted, it could get confusing because technically a reel can show up on your post feed. So I'll call it like, I call it usually post real estate. So your post feed to me is like your modern day landing page. It's the thing that when people go to your Instagram account, they're going to quickly scroll through and get a sense of who you are. So I kind of look at it as like your modern day landing page. Mm -hmm. So I don't focus I'd say obsessively over like, how is our post feed like operating? I'm more like, let's design the whole grid, make it look cool. And then like focus on the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Stories of course are the real time. It's the 24 hour, you know, loop. Um, Those are great, especially if you have a lot of live content or you're doing like an event and you're like real time, like snap, 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 Mm -hmm. just like picture everything. So stories are great for that. Um, reels, obviously we know reels are great cause like it's competing against TikTok. It's short, it's short format. Um, and so that's going to be your one minute, like snackable content that you really want to focus on. Like, how am I adding value in a minute? Um, and it's, again, it's so nuanced cause it really depends on like your industry, your brand, like mm-hmm. what message are you communicating? Like you have to answer all of those questions right. to even get to like, you know, the other stuff. But from a production standpoint, 
Um, usually what I advise brands, I'm like, start with the real because that's where you know attention is being focused. Okay, interesting. If you have your one minute video, that one video can be pulled through and be both your post feed with a thumbnail. It can be your story. So like, you don't necessarily need three separate assets. You could have one asset mm -hmm. and maybe pull a couple other things from that thing. Does that make sense? It definitely does, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's super relevant. Like today, I just literally posted one before recording this. I posted my first designer's set of models who she's using. Mm -hmm. I just posted a two video, or just to the story. Evidently, I don't know what better because I don't know what real is, but like I've, I watched them, but I don't, yeah. So that makes more sense that that's gonna be more stabilized in the next two months mm -hmm. while we show off for the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even kind of going back to that whole like predictability thing, yeah. take the things that you know like are predictable. So if you've got like, Trivia Tuesday, yeah. it's always a fun one, right? Or like, you know, why not Wednesday? Like those are things where you can kind of create some themes and be like, let me, you know, sit down on a Saturday and crank out like 20 pieces of content for mm -hmm. this one particular like theme. And I mean, 20 weeks is half a year if you're posting like once a week. So, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways in which you can create a lot of efficiencies and not stress about the fact if you're like, I can't afford a content team or I can't do all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, start small, give yourself a goal, like one post a week or like, you know, don't overthink it. You yeah. can always scale up. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of times people overthink it. They post like, oh, it's kind of like working out minor standard, right? It's people like, I'm going to go like super hard, like hold mm -hmm. super hard for like four days. Like, oh, this is so much work. I have it's to like, think about this. It's like, you didn't do it like step by step. Mm -hmm. I know all the time people like, I'm like, you went for like one walk today for like an hour. I'm like, yep. Just want to get in the habit. Like, I don't want to go to the gym for an hour. Like, I'll hate yeah. it. On day four, I'll, like, cry. Like, because I just, like, won't want to be there. <laughs> but when I'm trying to get back into shape, like, just get in the habit of wanting to exercise every day. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So, it's it's the same thing. You're flexing your social muscle. So, <laughs> but online. <laughs> so, what's kind of, like, the end goal for people with social media? When does it kind of... Is there ever a sense of like, I made it, I feel comfortable, or is it always looking for the next best things and always trying to stay on top of things? You're always having to stay ahead. Okay. Um, there is never a moment of like, I'm comfortable, mm -hmm. both in the like running an agency side and the, you know, if you're a creator side, because I mean, you know, your channel could disappear. Like a lot of people forget about Vine, right? Yeah. There was a ton of creators on Vine and overnight the channel disappeared. Yeah, they didn't wild. have another outlet. So unless you have a super loyal following that you know is gonna follow you from channel to channel to channel, it's something to think about. Um, but I think in business in general, so whether you're you're treating your creator business as a business or you're running like an agency as a business, at the end of the day, like business is always changing, it's always evolving, it's always adapting. Right. So the moment you think you're comfortable is the moment you're probably gonna lose. Okay. Because I think about those kind of things too, like not so much the doom and gloom of like what are people gonna do in the future when social media doesn't exist, but like People like back in the day who were like super hot, like let's say like PewDiePie or like mm -hmm. something like that. Like someone was just like just groundbreaking back in the day, and then now it's like, well, what happened to them? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, it turns out like making fun of people playing first-person shooter games isn't that funny ten years later. <laughs> yeah, but that's all about evolution, right? Um, there's a really great documentary. I forgot the actual name of it, but it has Paris Hilton of the Fat Jewish, mm -hmm. and they talk about like. Paris Hilton being the original influencer and yeah. creating the blueprint. And it's a really interesting documentary because one thing the fat Jewish said, he saw the writing on the wall. He's like, I'm not going to be relevant in five years. Yeah. And he knew it. So he got into Rosé. And so I think it was like White Girl Rosé or something like that. I forgot the actual brand name. Yeah. It was something like really, it was one of those like, you know, definitely was trending at the time type of thing. <laughs> but he saw the writing on the wall, 
partnered with a brewery company. I was like, let me create my own brand and my own product line. Mm-hmm. And he pivoted entirely. So he pivoted and like, you know, now, I mean, I don't even know if he's still on Instagram, yeah. but like, but that's the thing, right? So, you know, you might be relevant today, but you have to plan for not being relevant tomorrow. And so what's your backup? Yeah. I think about that all the time too, even on like Instagram, right? I was looking at today doing some work on there. I'm like, literally half my feed is just like ads to follow people. Like, I don't recognize this per Like, what is this? Scroll next, like, where's all the people I want to follow? Mm-hmm. And the answer is they're on reels and stories and stuff. I'm like, oh, I should like mm-hmm. not act in my thirties. And <laughs> well, also attached like, is something that's a good point that I think people aren't really thinking about is market saturation. Mm-hmm. I think Instagram is overly saturated. Yep. It's not, not a place that you can't still capture attention, but things have shifted dramatically. Yeah. And so I think also understanding like what channel might actually be a fit for you. Um, like we're representing a food brand right now and Reddit is like their top driver of traffic at the nice. moment. And I'm obsessing on Reddit. And so it's, you know, don't just think about like what channel am I, you know, or like just because everyone's on Instagram doesn't mean you need to be there. There's lots of ways you can build an audience. Um, The things I would put into consideration is what channels pay you after you get to a certain point. Mm -hmm. Instagram just started doing that with paying people for their reels. So they're trying to make more of an effort of connecting brand to a creator. Um, So that's going to be a push. Uh, YouTube, we know, like, pays people after you get to a certain point, but that's obviously a long game. It's hard to build. So you want to think about, like, A, does the channel pay me? Mm -hmm. You know, just because if you build a large following on Reddit, like, no one, Reddit doesn't pay you for that. (laughs) You're not, you're not going to get advertising dollars from Reddit, um, (laughs) where you will from, like, YouTube and now Instagram. So, but that doesn't mean you can't still leverage your influence on a certain channel Mm -hmm. to go after brands and create that revenue source for yourself. So there's a lot of ways in which you can, like, get money. Can you dive into what you're willing to talk about for Reddit marketing? I, I'm on Reddit, but I'm literally only on one feed. It's, like, not relevant to what we're talking about. But how does someone market on Reddit? It's just, like, people posting information about their thoughts and feelings. So what I love about Reddit mm-hmm. is, to me, it's kind of the true essence of what social is supposed to be. Yeah. Because a lot of channels won't let you post until you give a certain amount. Okay. So like you have to give and earn enough karma in order to post on certain feeds. It's not like it for every single feed, but for certain ones. So it is a channel that like you do have to anticipate you're going to spend a lot of time and energy providing value before you're actually going to get anything from it. Yeah. Um, but that's also kind of why I love it is like you have to add value Mm -hmm. and that goes for every channel. If you're not adding value, why are you doing it? Why are you there? Because no one's going to care if you're not adding value to their life, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think so many people think, I'll just go go do this one thing that someone else is successful doing. I'll just do exactly what they're doing and get the exact same results. Yeah. It's like, nope. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, like, have such an issue with all those, like, courses and things where people are, like, sign up for my course and take this one thing to learn this thing on the thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, half of it <laughs> is just... If you really break down a channel, like if we were doing a blind social media tasting, yeah. the feature sets are the same. So it's like the science is the same. You know, yeah. everything offers some type of reel. Everything is snackable content. Everything is some kind of post or video or image or poll or like Q&A or live. I mean, it's the same thing across every single channel. Yeah. So like I think people get also too hyper focused on like a channel and they're like, well, I need a channel strategy for everything. I'm like, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? And let's apply you to those channels. Keep it simple. Yeah. I know like a lot of people too have said like Facebook's kind of died off. I feel like our conversation, like, yeah, I agree with that though. Instagram kind of, you feel like, but it's like, where is it that your brand 
best fits, right? Is that what you're kind of saying? Like understanding the You need the to find the best yeah. fit. Yeah. It's like networking. It literally is that. You are social networking. My current running joke is like we're putting networking back in social networking because yeah. like somehow people forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's not just advertising. It's actually networking. And so, yes, you're going to have content, but that's the same as showing up to a networking event and having something to say, right? Yeah. I show up and I'm just like, like you know like you're not gonna talk to me but if I show up I'm like oh I read this really interesting article and like let's talk about it you're gonna be like oh I want to engage with this person sometimes when I go to certain networking events I like just asking people right off the bat do you want to buy my insurance just to mess with them and then once in a while the guy goes I always sell insurance too I'm like yeah I know I've seen you oh man that was like one event I remember uh, I think it was like nothing wrong with people selling insurance but like don't try to sell it to me <laughs> at the bar I remember one event I went to it was like my ninth event that week it was a crazy week and by that time I like walk in and I was like don't ask me what I do where I'm from and like just listed the you know the yeah. things that everyone asks you I was just like here's my checklist ask me something interesting and they're like oh wow I was like I'm done answering those questions <laughs> or you ask someone at network event how was your day good thanks how was yours you're at a networking event. Yeah. Say something worth that I can respond to. Like be engaging. <laughs> yeah. But again, add value, right? Like, it's, I mean, small talk's okay. To all the listeners, it's okay to have some level of icebreakers in small talk. We're not trying to downplay how's your day. But like, don't use that as your only thing. <laughs> I miss networking event so much. Oh, those are the days. Uh, I miss outside. <laughs> <laughs> been inside too long <laughs> cool so what else would you like to leave our listeners with before we sign off yeah i think key takeaways for the listeners um keep it simple don't overcomplicate it mm-hmm. really understand who you are and the and the fit product market fit that's a huge thing as a general marketer yeah product market fit what are you selling who's the market you're trying to f- attach that to like why are they going to want to buy from you versus someone else and then just making sure that that same fit applies with the channels you're on um you know do what you can, don't get overwhelmed, break it down, mm-hmm. and you know, hold yourself accountable. Even if it's like, I'm gonna put something on my calendar 15 minutes a day, and that's my 15 minutes that I'm gonna go through and you know, message someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of things you can do to just ease into it. You get like a win every single day, so you feel successful. Yeah. Accomplishing something every single day. Yeah, exactly. And you know, don't try to be everywhere if you can't afford to be everywhere. If you don't have all the time and energy, you're going to exhaust yourself. So, you know, pick one lane that you know is like, this is my lane. Mm-hmm. And then just cultivate that. And then once you have enough momentum, then you can start to move. Perfect. And what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they wanted to reach out? LinkedIn's my primary channel. You can find me at linkedin.com backslash in backslash Taylor Games. Spell it. Well, I'm sure you'll put it in the bio. I was like, and my name is pretty easy to spell. but <laughs> So I probably won't spell it out. But uh, LinkedIn's my favorite channel. Um, it's the irony of the marketer's paradox. I'm not yeah. really using the other ones. <laughs> Perfect. Let's wrap with that. Awesome. Thanks, JP, for having me. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Bites Asian Kitchen and Tropical Bar. The best of times are always shared at the table. Superb Asian food and tropical cocktails. Paradise also awaits you at Bites. We at Bites believe that food is more than merely a part of survival. It is our passion. It has the power to transcend languages, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, we share our culture with new friends and old. We share a piece of who we are, and by coming together for meals, we try good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, we want to celebrate cultures from around the world. We've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, and more. 
We're also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how we shape our menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that constantly evolving, a new story awaits you at Bites. And probably me. <laughs> For clarification, moved away from the Buddha, moved on over to the Rose Cava. You know, gotta get this body back in tip-top shape to be a male model. Please stop by and join us at Bites. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. Thank you.